Yivamos Perk Yudalad Mishnah Gimel 14.3. The Mishnah is continuing on to discuss marriages that involved a Cheresh or Chereshet. Um, the question in our Mishnah here is, how is the Yibam and Chalitza part going to work? So, the setup of the Mishnah will be at starting that we have a, a marriage which is only rabbinic in nature because at least one or both of the participants are a Cheresh or Chereshet. Um, and that's how the mission begins. Let's just see all the cases. They're all essentially equivalent in as much as they're all rabbinic marriages. But the setup for the first part is you have Shnei Achim Chereshim. You have two brothers who are both deaf mutes. That's Reuven and Shimon. Nisuim L'Shtei Achayos. They get married to two girls who are sisters. Chereshos, who are also deaf mutes. So Reuven and Shimon, the deaf mute, who are brothers. Mary Shim, Mary, Reuven marries Rachel and Shimon marries Leah. Where Rach and Leah are also sisters and also deaf mutes. So that is a Durabanan marriage. Both of the marriages are Durabanan. And similarly, the Mishnah has a bunch of other permutations, all of which again are rabbinic in nature. Or the two brothers who are deaf mutes married two normal, healthy uh, sisters. Or one of the sisters um, could hear and speak and one couldn't. Or the two brothers are both perfectly fine and healthy, but the two sisters they marry are Chereshos. Or the two brothers were Cheresh again. Or one of the two brothers um, was a deaf mute, and one of them was able to speak in here normally. In all those cases, since you have at least one of the two spouses in each of the two marriages being either a cheresh or a chereshet, so in all those cases, all those marriages are just durabanan. And therefore, if, let's say, Reuven dies, leaving his wife Rachel as a widow, she is exempt from doing yibam or chalitza with Shimon, Reuven's brother. Why? Simply put, because Shimon is already married to her sister. Shimon was married to Leah, who was Rachel's sister. And there's an exemption, of course, we've seen previously a number of times in the Masechta, that if one is married to his would-be Yavama's sister, so the, that's one of the Arayos that makes the sister go free, and therefore Rachel, the widow, is free to go, no Yibam or Chalitza required. The real point of our mission here, which might have been not explicit by me yet, but I'm going to make it explicit, is that we consider the marriage, even though it's rabbinic marriage, since both the marriage between Shimon and his wife Leah are, and the marriage between Reuven and his wife Rachel are both rabbinic in nature. So therefore, although the prohibition of marrying one's wife's sister is a Durabanan, excuse me, is a Doraisa, but and here all the marriages are just abundant, but they're all equally rabbinic. Meaning, it's true that Shimon's married only rabbinically to his wife Leah, and therefore he's not really Madaris and married to Rachel's sister, Leah, because Leah's not really his wife, Madaris, just Durabanan, but the obligation for doing Yibam in the first place only is rabbinic in nature, because their marriage between Rachel and Reuven was also rabbinic. Therefore, since everything's rabbinic, everything's going to work out just fine, that no need for Rachel to do Yibam or Chalitza. However, that's only working that way because... Um, we have this erva situation. Therefore, imhayu nachrios. If the two women, Rachel and Leah, were unrelated, so again you have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, married two girls, and in both pairs of couples, someone is a cheresh or Therefore, all the marriages are a But there's no prohibition 
rabbinically of doing Yibam anymore between Shimon and Rachel because Shimon's not married to Rachel's sister, even rabbinically, they're unrelated. Therefore, Yichnosu. Therefore, Shimon may bring Rachel, the Yivama, in as his wife through Yibam because there's an obligation of Yibam Midurabanan because Rachel was married rabbinically to Reuven, so they'll do like called rabbinic um, Yibam, if you will. Vimratsu Lahotzi Yotzi. If he, Shimon, now wants a divorce her, he can divorce her, even though um, one of them or both of them are cheresh, uh, but doesn't matter because since their marriage is only rabbinic and the Yibam is only rabbinic, therefore there can be a cheresh can affect a, a, a divorce, at least on a rabbinic level, therefore they can get divorced. Um, what can't happen is chalitza. And the reason why is because, as we saw previously in the second uh, 12th parak, um, when it comes to chalitza, so you need to have um, the ability to speak. Remember, there's three parts to chalitza. There's the saying of the the verses back and forth between her and him, um, and also the removal of the shoe and the spinning on the ground. And we learned that the, the saying of the verses is not ma'akev, it's not um, essential. But nevertheless, if they're incapable of saying the words, then they're not valid participants in a chalitza. That being the case, Chalitza is not a possibility because at least he or she, one of them at least, in this scenario here, um, is a Cheresh or Chereshet, therefore they are exempt and unable to do Chalitza, and therefore Chalitza is not an option, so Shimon's left with just doing Yibam. If he wants to divorce her, he can divorce her with a get, um, either because he's a Pikach and he's able to give a get, or even he's if he's, if he's a Cheresh, so he gives a get, which is rabbinic only, but since their marriage is rabbinic in the first place, it's effective.